and welcome to the very first episode of Wise Choice, an official Wise Music Group podcast. We're celebrating 50 years of Wise Music and rummaging through the incredible catalogue of artists and songs that are part of the Wise family. Yeah, you can think of us as digital crate diggers. <laughs> yeah. We are your hosts, I'm Adam. And I'm Paula, and we're a songwriting and composing team signed to Wise, otherwise known as the Daydream Club. So we asked the Wise Music team from all around the world to submit their Wise Choices. Which is like their favourite tracks from the Wise catalogue. Um, yeah, and so we're going to delve into those selections over the course of however many podcasts we do. Um, so, yes. Yeah, see where it takes us. We're going on a bit of a the etymological equivalent. So if that's the origin of words, equivalent, the origin of words and where they take you, we're looking at the origin of the songs and where they take us and the connections. Yeah, the links with the, with specific songs which is it's been really we've had a lot of fun uh like creating this actually yeah selecting all the tracks and things so, so in the yeah. spirit of celebrating 50 years we thought we'd kick off with the 70s with mini ripperton mm. i was so excited to find the mini ripperton was in the collection the mini, yeah mini ripperton repertoire that was exciting yeah um, and, and and there were some surprises actually for us as we were going through the um the research so the first uh, track we wanted to kick off with is just epic, isn't it? it? It's personally one of my all-time favourite tracks, I think. It is like so celebratory and just, yeah, it's huge. <laughs> it's just huge. I don't think there's any any other way to describe it. Um, and let's face it, Minnie Ripperton's voice is like no other. Five octaves with that whistle register. Ooh. Yeah. Um, I feel like I'm probably leading people to think it's a different song than the one we're actually playing, actually. Talking about yeah, well, that's in there. But this one, this one for me as well, was uh, it's such a good track. So we, we're going to play first. We're going to play Le Fleur, um, released in 1970 on a solo debut album, Come to My Garden. And shockingly, I think we read that it wasn't a massive success. Yeah, well, yeah it was a flop. A kind of, I guess you could call it a flop at the time. It, it, it hadn't taken off. I mean, can you believe that? I can't believe it. Yeah, I, I I really struggle. <laughs> it boggles my brain what does and doesn't make it sometimes. But like, it's got recognition now, obviously, for being such a an amazing track. Um, well, it had a resurgence later on in its life, but we'll, we'll come to yeah, that. Yeah, we'll come we'll to get that. to that point. We'll not skip ahead. <laughs> that's that's one of the connections. Um, but yeah, so she Minnie Ripperton was originally just one voice amongst many. Uh, amazing voices in what was known as the Rotary, Rotary Connection, Connection like yeah. a soul singers group. Um, and a part of that band was... Charles uh, Stepney. Charles Stepney, producer and arranger and co-writer. Um, and Richard Rudolph, who came, you know, ended up becoming her husband. Ro Richard Rudolph wasn't in Rotary, Rotary Connection then, was he? The, oh, sorry, I might have kind of skipped a bit in my head there. You're <laughs> he thinking co-writer. He was co-writer yeah. of the song with a connection to Rotary Connection and Charles Stepney. And obviously Minnie Ripperton. <laughs> I think by the time Minnie Ripperton was going solo, was she married to Richard Rudolph? I think I think so. Definitely around that album, they were, they were like a full-on unit. Yeah. Um, oh, some some uh, fun connections and where they, they all sort of began. Um, I think Fontella, Fontella Bass, she sang for when she was in a band called The Gems or something. 
Yeah. Who I think they, they've changed names like Studio 3 and things. They, they changed names like several times. But yeah, they ended up singing for Rescue Me. Oh, what an epic track that is. Fontella bass as well. So good. I know. Um, anyway, so the the connection there with uh, Richard Rudolph writing the songs. And um, uh, I just wanted to point out the lyrics on this as well, just briefly, because I never really, I'm not one who pays initial attention to lyrics. I, I like to be captured by the music. And over time, the lyrics will feed into my brain unless unless they're bad and I'll hear them straight away. They have to be good <laughs> and then I'll, I'll get to them. But um, yeah, so look at it. These are obviously good lyrics because I've never noticed them. They've not stuck out as bad to me. No. And so um, I just thought I'd read a bit because it's interesting. He's written as like a first person perspective of a flower. So will somebody wear me to the fair? Will a lady pin me in a hair? Will a child find me by a stream, kiss my petals, weave me through a dream? For all of these simple things and more, a flower was born. It blooms to spread love and joy, faith and hope to people forlorn. Do you know what? Um, I hadn't known that it was from a first-person perspective of a flower until yeah, I, I, didn't. I, I saw an interview with Richard Rudolph. Yeah. And just like the next time you hear the song then, you're just like, oh, that's amazing I well, don't know as well then so I, oops so i cut you off that's all right i i read then that he wrote that about um minnie and and her being this kind of this beautiful flower that's being unleashed onto the world with mm. this debut album and everyone's going to get to see how amazing she is and that she brings joy and i think that really sums her up from the research we've done she seems like this you know wonderful talent, being just, that yeah, just spreads magical, joy yeah 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 i thought that was quite cool it's you know it was wasn't until doing the research that i noticed so anyway let's play the song shall we <laughs> that's the point of it that's the <laughs> whole point so the wise choice that was selected by someone from the team was Le Fleur by minnie ripperton and here it is
songs completely changed now that i know it's first person perspective of the flower <laughs> and also that richard wrote it for Minnie. it's just lovely just that mass of vocals though it just gets me it's, it's so powerful psychedelic soul like yeah. epic orchestration just yeah 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 all the words all the feels <laughs> um and now we touched upon it earlier obviously um that it wasn't a massive success when it first came out um but it was re-released um by four heroes sort of reworked wasn't it yeah reworking what what you could say was quite a faithful reworking it was very close to the original but they they updated the production and added this really elongated instrumental section and changed the feel in places but the essence of the original was there enough to capture people's attention again but it was 31 years later yeah, so it was. So the Four Hero version was out in two thousand and one, and actually, I think the first time I heard Le Fleur was that version. Yeah, me too. Well, for a long time, I thought that was the original. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and I remember thinking, "Oh man, they nailed it! How did they come up with that?" Yeah. Um, giving giving them credit for it being their song. Obviously, they've done an amazing version, um, which I love. Yeah. But you know, it wasn't until years later I discovered it. You know, the original was actually with Minnie Ripperton. Yeah. yeah. Charles Stepney, Richard Rudolph. It kind of then makes more sense as to why it has that sound. It was an era. Yeah, you know, that, it was. Because if you Aquarius think... Aquarius yeah, yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, sound. Yeah. It was this big yeah, chorus. Yeah. Plus, I love musicals. Because so that was late 60s, like that. wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was definitely a, a, a sound um, which you wouldn't have expected to just come out of nowhere in early 2000, would you? Well, maybe it could. I mean, it's... it's this makes me want to have a go at writing something like that. And we do always, you know, like to do a mass of vocals, but just of ourselves laid up and laid up and laid up because we love vocals. So it isn't, you know, out of the realms of being written, but it, it I feel like it captured an era, that original recording and, and, and style. I don't know. No, well, so I agree. I know what very you're saying. Cool. Um, so anyway, we thought we'd include just a little snippet of the uh, Four Hero version uh, just just for you know comparison and just so this is a section of the um, kind of the instrumental section and change of feel Here it is. So we found that cool kind of cover 
and it got us thinking, I wonder if, you know, what kind of cool samples there are out there of using the song. Yeah, if there's any other like links to the original that we could find in like more modern songs. Yeah, so we found Jurassic 5 featuring Nelly Furtado with the track Thin Line and they've built the song on it almost. So there's, it's based around the uh, the classical guitar riff. Um, it comes in around uh, 51 seconds into the song and then just carries on. It was released in 2002. And I just think it's quite quite a cool use of the part and mm, gives it a whole other life again. And it's great when you're listening and sort of exploring a track to then hear like the uses and things that again like you just listen to this uh, Jurassic 5 track and I probably wouldn't have recognized that that section without having done some crate digging yeah maybe (laughs) Uh, hip-hop they they always find the good stuff (laughs) yeah true um so yeah Jurassic 5 featuring Nelly Furtado And I'm not an expert on how relationships should work But from the minute it was known It changed the whole tone The way we spoke on the phone Yo, it was cool but Nice <laughs> So we mentioned earlier about the link with uh, Minnie Ripperton and Charles Stepney To the Rotary Connection um, And so now we're going to get to just an awesome track Again, uh, I've jumped around a bit when i found that this track was in the wise collection um i am the black gold of the sun i mean what an epic song it is huge and another lesson learned for me because for me i thought that this was by new york and soul me too yep yep um the version that i'd heard originally like the 1997 featuring jocelyn brown yeah so I remember buying that CD of New York and Soul. It was one that I bought purely because it looked cool. <laughs> yeah, I got it from could, Probe Records on a trip to London. Was it Probe? No, not Probe. Probe was Liverpool. Not Probe. Tower? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Anyway, <laughs> I got it from a record shop in London. And I was like, yeah, this looks cool. And it's been part of my collection since then. I always had this amazing track on it. Perfect vocals. And being a, a pianist, that piano riff. Yeah, uh, yeah. I reckon that piano riff changed my future of how I play. Uh, so I, I owe a lot to this song personally. Um, and then and then to find that actually again, it, it, it's, Charles it's not the original. It's Richard Rudolph again. Yeah. 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 yeah actually, is, yeah. was it Richard Rudolph on this one or not? Yeah, he, just, yeah, he, co- yeah. he co-wrote it. Yeah. Amazing. Um, yeah, it's, it's awesome. And so you can hear Minnie Ripperton's like high range vocals cutting through on the on the original recording of that and and we've uh, we've selected some snippets just again to highlight the differences between the rotary connection which i think was the new rotary connection when they released this because i think was I think it, it was after off the album hey Minnie love Rip- which yeah, I, think I think it's it the was, last album yeah so it was after uh mini ripton's come to my garden uh release so then i think it was the new rotary connection featuring mini ripton uh right. for that Although it's got, might a male, it's got a male lead on it, hasn't it, this one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah, is yeah. another difference between that and New York and Souls with Jocelyn Brown. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. we're going we're to play some snippets of the Rotary Connection version and then we're going to play the full one of the New York and Soul one just because that, for us... That's our that, one, oh, isn't it? That, yeah, yeah, you know, good. you grow up with one, don't you, and that that one. I mean, they're is, both great, yeah. but that one it just sticks with me. Um, 
But what I did like about the original Black Gold of the Sun was the, the guitar intro. It's cool. Never heard that bit before. Yeah, Spanish guitar intro. Really nice vibes. So here's that. <laughs> Here's another little snippet just of the of the original album Black Gold of the Sun with that male lead on on the top there. So good. What a song. What an amazing song. Yeah. Tune. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. It's, it's, I, it's been a tough task, this, uh, you know, asking people to f- choose their absolute favourite within Wise. I mean, that's... I mean, yeah. So what we were given, Les Fleur, by one um, person well, who works at Wise Music, yeah. that's led us off onto, like, obviously, all of our other Music favorite. rabbit hole. Yeah, down the music rabbit, rabbit hole. A great rabbit hole. Um, and uh, enough teasing though now. We're, we're going to play the New York and Soul version, which we love. It's, and uh, yeah, it's just... Stop holding that sweet, sweet piano riff <laughs> from you and just let you get into that groove. And in full as well. Yeah. No little, no little teasers. This so here is, the is thing. I Am the Black Gold of the Sun by New York and Soul.
so we're circling back to Mini Ripperton. We got off track with New York and so <laughs> <laughs> um well actually we didn't. It was still It's relevant. on track, it's, it's on just track. a sidestep. But um, um yeah, so following on from when after she did come to my garden and, and after and it, it wasn't, wasn't a massive a, a huge success, success yeah. she left her a label at the time, stepped away from music, became a mum and and moved, moved to Florida, home. yeah. Um, and then she signed with Epic Epic Records after some time. And which... relocated to California. I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, trying to get all this information what, across, what information career, overload. What a career she's had. So, yeah, when after signing to Epic, she ended up um, performing uh, with Stevie Wonder as a member of Wonder Love. On yeah. his uh, Fulfillingness' first finale album, um, she was on that. And that's how she met Stevie, who went on to produce and perform on her, her next album, Perfect Angel, in 1974. And he did that for, for free. free. <laughs> that, he said, I saw an interview and he said, there was just, yeah. she's so special. I just wanted to be a part of it. Yeah, he was just so inspired and excited and in love with her voice. Yeah. Like this huge talent. Yeah. Stevie Wonder. That's amazing. Stevie Wonder doing your album for yeah, free. Pretty cool. And you can hear throughout that album, it's littered with... Stevie, it's got it is, it's so it many is, of his yeah. Stevieisms. Stevieisms, Stevieisms. <laughs> created a term there. I don't know, but um, mm. yeah, which is really nice, you know. Mix that in with with uh, Minnie's style and also the influence of uh, Richard, Richard Rudolph, Rudolph as well in his writing, writing and, yeah. and their connection as a, as a couple and a family. It's all in that album, all in the melting pot of uh, Perfect Angel and uh, their life journey, um, and yeah. From from that album, obviously, came Loving You. Yeah, so her previous two singles from Come To My Garden didn't do very well, but Loving You was Huge. the, I think, unsuspecting, I would say, a big hit. Because yeah, it's not an obvious a... pop song to No, my with the ears. birds and things. You wouldn't yeah. have thought that, yeah, that, that you wouldn't think that they're writing that to be a huge commercial success because it's so different from things at the time, I guess. Yeah, so I, I read that... Um, she used to sing the melody from Loving You to Maya uh, when she was a baby, her daughter. Um, and you hear, you hear at the end of the song, she even sings Maya, Maya, Maya. Um, so it's kind of like a little a lullaby to Maya. It's so sweet. You know, it's, that's probably why it did so well. It's such a lovely sentiment and song. And, and then it really shows off her, her five octave range. Mm. You know, all, all of that early opera classes that she'd done coming out. Yeah, which if you didn't know, she did studied opera. <laughs> yeah. Because I didn't well, know that was the thing that I had. Yeah, known. she went to opera classes in her early years. I think that definitely mixed that with soul and everything else, you know, and a bit of folk. And that's that's her sound that coming out there. Unique voice, yeah. Yeah, very cool. So we're going to play Loving You um, in full. <laughs> yeah. No teasers. <laughs> it deserves the, your full attention. Doo 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 
It really, really gets me, especially in light that she dies like five years after re- releasing that. Yeah, thirty. It's, she was thirty-one, wasn't she? Yeah, it's. I mean, must be. It was pretty special to have as Maya Rudolph, like that little love song from my mum. That's yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> see you. Let's move. I see you welling up on. in the studio right now. <laughs> <laughs> let's move on to some. We we uh, we found. Uh, yeah, so we had a dig a around, cool didn't we, version. for cool cover yeah. versions and anything that jumped out at us. And we found one by a Liverpool-based pop duo called Hers. And theirs is a bit of a twist because it's a male singing the lead, and it was in this kind of um, shoegazy, shoegazy, mm. wibbly wobbly dream pop type. Thing, it's which, just a really cool so version cool. actually that I hadn't heard before. So. Thought we'd share this. So here it is. We're now going to wrap up the show with one final track from Minnie Ripperton. Um, and we're going to do Inside My Love from Adventures in Paradise, which was released in 1975. Yeah. 
I, I, I wanted to put this one in aside from the fact that it's got an impossibly cool groove um, part because of Joe Sample is on the roads and uh, he's just another personal keyboard hero of mine so I'm getting my <laughs> keyboard legends in there just underneath you know under the surface but you know he's got such a good style he was famously part of the Crusaders um, who did some amazing tracks as well very jazz orientated and and co-wrote uh, One Day I'll Fly Away with Randy Crawford so he's yes. a legend of the awesome, order. awesome groove yes. and clever chord sequences mm. he's, he's, a, he's a bit of a wizard and you can hear it all over this song it's, it's so tasty yeah on the subject of that Rhodes part by Joe Sample um, a tribe called Quest actually sampled it um, in, the, in the track lyrics to go yeah it was so they've taken the, there's like a, a keyboard break in part of Inside My Love and um, they, they've just taken that part and looped it. But you can also yeah, hear like this bit. that they've clipped just a little bit of Minnie Ripperton's kind of trailing high note. But the way they've done it with the loop, it, it kind of just sounds like a, a synth note just holding on and on. So we're going to we're gonna play the little bit th- from the actual track Inside My Love, which they've, like just the a bit little they've bit. Sampled, they've sampled, yeah. yeah we'll and then we'll hear it in context with trouble called quest and what how they've used it so here we go So that was the original. Now I just want to see so Tribe Called Quest, ever the masters of crate digging, always managed to find those nice obscure elements of a track or of jazz. Just, just uh, Here's a little sample of how they've used it in their track lyrics to go. Going on and on to the rhythmic variation. Waking in the morning, I'll still represent the nation. When I speak a nation, please don't make the deviation. Rebels of the party who create the drum sensation. Mind is a pit of different information. Microphone is on, so I cross communication. Vogel at the party, then you got the vogelation. Decapitate the composure as if my name was Jason. Making all the fellas at the party lose composure. Hook up the beat with the mic and it's over. Try to request me on the run for whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, good. Good, good use. Good, good stuff. So, so that's a lot from us. Um... Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll leave you with Inside My Love by Minnie Ripperton. We are Adam and Paula from the Daydream Club and you've been listening to the Wise Choice Podcast. Thanks for tuning in and we'll catch you next time.
If you enjoyed our show, you might also like Composing Myself. It's another wise music podcast which features interviews with composers and writers getting into the nitty gritty about how they write and their process behind it all. You can find links to it in our podcast or just search for Composing Myself on your platform of choice.